In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who comes to us in this life and sows His grace and His love into our lives so that then we might grow in Him and produce a hundred, sixty, or maybe thirty-fold. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we're starting a sort of mini-series off today in our Gospel readings. What we're starting off this morning is a series of three readings from the Gospels. This is the first one, and then next week there will be another one, and then the week after that there will be another one, that all have to do with agriculture. They all have to do with this sort of sense that Jesus is trying to explain the dizzying depths of what it means to be in this thing that is the kingdom of heaven, what it is to be a part of his people. And the way that he chooses to do that is to use something that's pretty common for the people of his time to understand, and that's agriculture. Now, some of us kind of know agriculture. We're okay with agriculture. We grow things in our gardens. We grow things in our yards. Some of us even grow things in our dorm rooms. Besides mold. But some of us also, we're really not so hip on agriculture. We don't understand what's happening with agriculture. We don't really understand the depths of what it means for us to look out in this world and look out and see things like plants. We don't really understand how those things pop up out of the ground, what makes them happen. We don't even understand a lot of times what those things are. When you walk through a certain area, if you walk through even your own yard or you walk through a park, how many of those plants are you able to quickly identify and say, I know exactly what that is, I know exactly what kind of grass that is, I know what kind of rose that is. Quite a few of us just aren't there. We don't understand agriculture that well because many of us, well, we just chose not to study that. Some of us are artists. Some of us are English majors. Some of us just look at the plants and we say, isn't that great? They're green. Or isn't that great? Look at that. It's got a flower. And that flower is very pretty, but I have no idea why it comes out the color that it is. And yet, agriculture is a big part of our life, and plants are a big part of our life. In fact, without our plants, we recognize probably from sixth grade science classes that without plants, we would be, well, probably not in such a great world today, right? Because the plants, they take our carbon dioxide that we breathe out, and they breathe that in, and then they give us back oxygen, which we breathe in, and it just happens in this big symbiotic kind of thing. And so we like plants because they give us oxygen. They help us to breathe, and that's always a good thing. Plants also give us some great things like what I was talking about in the children's message. They give us cucumbers, and who doesn't like cucumbers, really? I mean, cucumbers are great. And as are a bunch of other vegetables that we go out there and we eat and we ingest. And so we understand that plants are good not only for breathing, but they're also good for food. They're good for culture. They're good for all sorts of different things in our lives. And yet most of the time we take for granted that they're there. But there's one group of people that is not taking our plant life for granted. It's a group of people that are in the south of England, in Sussex, 
England. And what they are doing, they call themselves the Millennium Seed Project. And the Millennium Seed Project, what they're doing is they are collecting seeds from every known plant species that they can get their hands on, and they are storing them in this gigantic facility in the south of England that starts just ground level, but then goes several stories underground so that they can store seeds from all of those different plant varieties in case something horrible would happen to this earth or happen to a part of this earth. And so they've taken all of those seeds and they've put them together and they've, so far, they have three billion seeds. Now, if you're not really clear on what a billion is, because we just kind of throw around billion, a billion is 1,000 millions just think about that for a little while. That's a lot of seeds. And there's three of them. So, so there's 3,000 millions of seeds in this multi-level thing that is, of all things, nuclear-proof. Because one of the reasons that they put together this Millennium Seed Project is they wanted to make sure that if a certain part of the Earth got obliterated because we like to shoot missiles at one another that we would be able to go back into that part of the earth and that we would be able to sow seeds there again. There's, like I said, 3 billion seeds that they've collected and that's only 10%, they estimate, of the population of plant species in this world. They need 30 billion seeds, 300 billion seeds, rather, in order to have all of the seeds that we would need to replant any given area of the country, any given area of the world. If something would happen where everything would get obliterated. And why do things get obliterated? Why do things die off? Why do we need something like the Millennium Seed Project? Well, we need the Millennium Seed Project basically because of who we are. We need the Millennium Seed Project because we are sinners. That we go out into this world and we commit sins. We do things that are against God's laws. We do things that hurt ourselves. We do things that hurt one another. And when we do those things, those things have consequences. And they begin to deteriorate and destroy the world. And so when you commit that seemingly sort of, well, you think it's kind of an insignificant sin a little bit later on today, or you you commit that sin that maybe isn't, well, something that you've really tried stopping ever before, you just figure it's a part of your life. When you do those things, you are actively giving the Millennium Seed Project a reason to exist. That when you do those things that hurt other people and when you do those things that hurt yourself, when you sin, it's breaking this world. And this world has been broken for a long, long time. It's been broken from the very moment that Adam and Eve committed that first sin and we've just kept that going from that day forward. And so when Jesus talks about going out into the world and sowing His Word amongst people, 
When Jesus goes out and sows his seed, his grace, his life, his forgiveness, he tells us that in this broken world there's going to be some people that reject that. There's going to be some people that that doesn't work out for. There's going to be some people where that is cast on the hard, rocky soil of their unbelieving life. Where that's going to be cast upon the soil of just a very not deep experience of what Christianity is. That there's going to be a little bit of this brokenness in this world that creates for tragedies. But if you're here today, it's not guaranteed, but there's a good chance that you're one of the seeds that made it. You're one of the seeds that germinated in the ground of your baptism, in the ground of your life with Christ, in the ground of your understanding of what the Bible is who this Jesus Christ is, there is a very good chance that what is growing inside of you right now is nothing less miraculous than the very Word of God Himself growing inside of you to make you the kind of plant that bears seed. To make you the kind of plant that came up from being a seed, that came from being baptized, that came from being, from understanding who Jesus is, and is now going forth into this world and telling other people about who He is. I talked about the Millennium Seed Project a little bit, but there's also another group that does something with seeds, and this is kind of interesting. It's only here in the United States, as far as I know right now. It's called the Fedco Seed Co-op. And the cool thing about the Fedco Seed Co-op is that after you've been a member for a little while, all you have to do in order to get seeds, if you don't even have to go to Lowe's anymore, all you have to do is you have to give them a call, you have to send them a letter, or you have to send them an email... And they'll send you seeds for free. Because what it means for you to be a part of Fedco is that when you grow your seeds, when you grow those plants that come out of your seeds, that you take those seeds and then you send them back to Fedco. So that Fedco then can send them around to other places. And other people that want to continue to increase this seed co-op. And that's a lot what it's like being a part of this Christian family. That's what it's like being a part of this Christian church. That's what it's like being a person of God. The God's seed of love and grace and forgiveness of our sins has been planted in us. In the midst of a broken world where we see people all of the time that are getting choked out by thorns, where we see people that are getting scorched by the sun, where we see people that have that same seed that we had and it just, for some reason, they rejected it or they didn't want it. We're those plants that grow up. And even though we see that all around us, we recognize that God has given us a special gift. That gift of life. 
the gift of being able to grow up in this world, in this sinful world, that needs so badly somebody like a Millennium Seed Project, a Millennium Christian Project to come along and to help re-sow the seeds of God's love and grace. And some of you, you'll produce 30-fold, Jesus says. Not one or two, but 30-fold. And some of you will produce 60-fold, and some of you will even produce a hundred-fold of the grace that you have been given. That's an exciting thing. That God hasn't just saved you to be a plant by yourself, but that He has saved you to be an entire project. An entire gathering. An entire church. That's what He saved us for. That one day, we will be reunited with Him and see exactly how many souls have been saved through His project of salvation that He won for us on the cross and gives us today. Amen. Please rise.